Welcome to Married by Design. Are you struggling with depression due to the things that you experienced in the past or that you're facing right now? How can you handle those things biblically in order to move through the issues without the discouragement? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our podcast this week. We're in the midst of a new series entitled Spiritual Depression. We began to look at the passage in 1 Kings 19 at Elijah, and we will use him as a case study of a believer in the Lord that struggled with depression. It's not uncommon for individuals to struggle with depression in our culture, and it's not uncommon for believers to struggle with depression in their lives. What we want to do is provide some encouragement and biblical counsel to help people that are struggling in this area of depression. We believe that God does have the answers on the topic of spiritual depression. There are a number of causes of depression, and we're looking at the heart and head issues that come up in our lives that lead us into discouragement. Sometimes those patterns become long-term and will lead an individual into a deeper depression. For a few weeks on our podcast, we have been looking at examples in the Bible of individuals who face difficult times and how they cope with the difficulties or they didn't cope with them. We have suggested that this is a major source of spiritual depression, devastating events, and difficult people in our lives. And so we looked at three different examples of difficulties and the struggles that people had as a result. We started with Elijah in 1 Kings 19. We'll be getting back to that passage as our primary text next week. A few weeks ago, we looked at Job and the number of devastating losses that he had in his life and the counsel that he received from the Lord to put things in perspective. Last week, we began to look at the passage in Matthew 14. We began looking at the story of the disciples in a storm. They faced the difficulty, and there are a lot of principles that we can learn from that passage. So let's go back to Matthew 14 and find some helpful principles regarding handling the waves. We all have a tendency when the difficulties of life are upon us to focus on the waves and the challenges. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we'd encourage you to go back and listen to that one. We stopped last episode on the principle that the disciples were so focused on the storm that they did not recognize the Savior and who he was. As a result, they fell into despair and fear. If they had recognized him, they would have realized that he was with them in the storm. He was faithful, and he was the deliverer that they should have seen. Faith doesn't mean you'll always have an easy life. Sometimes there's hardship. It's natural to be discouraged and fearful when you face the storms. The danger is that the storms can change your view of God. We alter our view of God based on our experiences and expectations about our life. Part of what sends us into the turmoil and the downward spiral of depression is the wrong view of God that leaves us without hope or reassurance. That's why the Lord spent those latter chapters, starting in chapter 38, correcting Job and challenging him in his views. He was helping Job to gain a renewed perspective on who the Lord was that the Lord is the one that is in complete control of nature and everything else. This is what we have to do when we struggle with depression. We have to come back to the truth of God's Word and see Jesus for who He is. 
We shouldn't allow the troubles and trials and losses to change our view of him. We shouldn't, like the disciples, miss him in the storm and live in fear. We see that Jesus' response in verse 28 was, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. That's wonderful. That's exactly what Job needed, to see God for who he was and recognize the Lord in the loss and in the storm. It is I. The only way that they were going to get themselves out of the turmoil of the waves and the storm was to see him for who he is. Seeing that Jesus is there with you will begin to calm your heart and dispel the despair and turmoil. In Zephaniah 3 verse 17, it says, He will quiet you with his love. You have to see that in the midst of the struggle. You have to see God for who he is and that he is there to help you. I think that's why Jesus not only said, It is I, but also said, um, Take heart and do not be afraid. The only way that they could take heart and be encouraged and gain courage was by seeing that it was him. The only way they could dispel the fear and turmoil is by seeing that it was him, that even in the midst of the storm, when everything felt so unsteady and tumultuous, they could actually see that he was there and trust him and take heart. Look down at verse 33. At the end of the story, after they saw Jesus calm the storm and lift up Peter out of the water, their conclusion focused on who Jesus was. They worshipped him, saying, truly you are the Son of God. This whole experience was really about seeing Jesus for who he was and trusting him more in the midst of difficulties. What about you? When you're in the middle of a bad day or a bad week or a bad month or a bad year, do you recognize Jesus for who he is and take heart and dispel the fear? You have a choice to put away the thoughts that God is not enough, that he's not in control or that he doesn't love you or that he's not going to care for you. All those things are contrary to what we know in Scripture. The more that you remember God's character and see Him in the storm, the more you will be comforted. Well, let's move on to the next principle we can learn from this passage. Peter seemed to recognize who the Lord was and responded. He gained a little perspective and in his boldness asked to come out onto the water with him. Notice here that the wind had not yet ceased. That would happen in verse 32. So they were still in the turmoil and the struggle of the storm. They were still battling the waves. Peter, in his renewed faith, was willing to step out onto the uncomfortable and tumultuous sea. This is wonderful on Peter's part. He chose to trust and obey Jesus, obeying the command to take heart and not be afraid, even in the middle of the storm. Peter put aside his fear. You think this would be a time for him to be fearful and timid with a raging sea coupled with the concept of walking on water. I'm not sure if I would have been willing to step out onto the sea. Boy, you think about handling the issues of life and cutting through the waves instead of being thrown up and down. This is a great example. Peter stepped out in faith. This is so important in the struggle with depression. Even when it doesn't seem easy or safe or natural, we need to step out in faith and obey the Lord. It may seem tumultuous and it may seem difficult, but God is constantly calling us to trust Him and obey Him. Sometimes, if you are struggling with depression, the common thought is, I just don't feel like it or I can't do this. You can be in such a depth that you don't feel like you can move. 
much like these disciples in the boat during the storm. It does take an incredible amount of faith to step out of the boat into the waves. I think that we need to begin to do the things that God is calling us to do by faith, even though they seem scary or difficult, or things that we frankly just don't want to do. We can get into a vicious cycle of feeling depressed because we have not been feeding our minds with the truth of God's Word. And that perpetuates the situation as we fall under more and more confusion and error in our thinking. And the thing that we need to do is to begin to put the truth of God's Word in our minds by reading and pondering. We need to be able to step out by faith and begin to do that which is very scary and hard. And this is where real faith comes in. You may feel like you have very little faith, but when you begin to do things that God calls you to do, even though you don't feel like it or want to, that is trusting God incredibly. And when Peter stepped out of the boat, it was Jesus that held him up on top of the water, and he began to walk. Well, don't miss that. When you take that step of faith, when you face something that knocks the wind out of your lungs, you are not on your own. Those choices to immerse yourself in God's Word and call out to Him will be supported by our loving God who will help you through the process. The Lord will begin to warm your frozen heart. I find it encouraging how many times in the Psalms that the author was so brokenhearted and yet he still called out to God and praised him. That's how you move past the waves. That's right. We did just mention one Psalm, Psalm 42. In that, the psalmist was deeply broken when he pours out his heart. He recognized that he was cast down, but he also believes that he should hope in God and that he will again praise him. The psalmist called out to God for help and believed that God would lift him up just in the same way that Peter was lifted up out of the water in the midst of the waves. I think that sometimes if we just begin to do the things that God wants us to do, we can sense that he is holding us up on top of the water. God can raise you up out of the miry pit. I love what it says in Psalm 40, verse 2. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. That's such a wonderful song for those who are in the miry bog and feel like they're in the pit of destruction. It's a recognition by David that God is able to lift him up out of the trap of depression. This is the same way that Peter was lifted up out of the water and the waves. Okay, well, let's look at the next application. Do you notice when Peter was walking toward Jesus, it says that he, quote, saw the wind and he was afraid. Then he cried out, Lord! Peter started with great faith and confidence that God would make him stand and walk. But he ran into difficulties when he began to look at the waves. Looking at the waves brought him back to being fearful and in turmoil. How do we get through the storms? It's not by a one-moment decision, but an ongoing decision to turn our eyes away from the waves and onto our Savior. Anytime we begin to focus on the problems and difficulties and the failures, we will fall back into the downward spiral of depression. You have to keep your gaze on the Savior. That means that our thoughts have to be set on the things above and not the things on the earth, as Paul writes in Colossians 3, verse 2. It doesn't mean we ignore the issues and don't deal with the problems. 
But it does mean that we have a focus on the Lord and the things above rather than the waves and the troubles of the day. If you find yourself sinking back into depression, ask yourself a question. What have I been thinking about? Where have my eyes been? On the waves or on my Savior? That's quite a bit to cover in two weeks. A lot of great application from this experience of the disciples as well as the life of Job. People that face great trials and losses and were taught how to handle them better. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to discuss as a couple the lessons learned from these two weeks in the lives of the disciples. These include trusting and seeing the Lord for who He is, stepping out in faith and doing the things that we don't want to do, and believing that God will rescue you and the problem of turning your eyes back to the difficulties and the waves. Well, let me pray. Father, for those even today that are struggling with depression, God, that have their eyes set on the waves, all they think about is the difficulties and the trials and the loss. Father, rather than all that you were able to do, I pray that they would turn their eyes back to you, Lord. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week. We would ask you to share this podcast with somebody right now on the link. That's our desire through this podcast, to show people Christ and the truth of His Word. You can email us with questions or comments at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Next week on our podcast, we're going to be looking at the problem of isolating yourself in the midst of depression. That's what we'll be looking at on the next episode of Married by Design. Mm -hmm.